Welcome to the Duathlon Show. This episode, How to Win a 5K. On November 19th, 2022, I ran the Waterford High School 5K Turkey Trot in Waterford, Connecticut. I finished in 5th place with a time of 19 minutes and 49 seconds. One year later, on November 18th, 2023, I ran the same race and finished in 1st place with a time of 18.15. What changed in a year that helped me go from top 5 to top 1? In this episode, we'll explore the subtle art of winning a small town 5K. I'm going to go ahead and share with you both the premises and the thesis of this episode. First, the premises, priors, or assumptions I hold. The main one is that winning is good and nice. If you ain't first, you're last, was the famous quote from Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. My second premise is that winning a race counts, even if it's a small field. Your friends and family will be impressed to hear you won a race, regardless if they were 25 or 2,500 other competitors. Try this out in front of the mirror. I won a race this weekend. Try, as an exercise, typing out a fake humble Instagram post about your recent victory. Blessed to be able to blah blah blah, the opportunity to blah blah blah, so many other incredible racers out there today, blah blah blah. Winning a race is fun and nice, y'all. I'm not a non-stop poster who relies on social media feedback to get through the day, but the human animal is a social creature, and yeah, We all thrive on the attention slash approval slash jealousy of friends and strangers. Now to my thesis. Winning a race outright, coming first overall, this could actually be a more achievable outcome than you might think. You don't need to be an elite runner. So stick around to hear one weird trick to win a 5k. Actually, there'll be more tips than that, but whatever. Cue those footsteps. Chapter 1. What sort of ability do I need to win a 5k? Our reference text here will be a Runner's World magazine article from 2013 entitled How to Win a 5k. Sadly, this article is now only half online. It is still hosted on runnersworld.com, but the accompanying images and charts are now gone. The site says image no longer available where all the charts should be. So that's nice. And there are no links to the underlying data set. Definitely a symptom of the surprising transience of digital memory. Sorry, future internet historians. The author of this article used a binomial distribution to crunch the numbers from a bunch of small-town 5Ks in order to calculate the odds of winning. Luckily for posterity, I happen to be a bit of an internet historian myself, and I was able to Sherlock Holmes the missing images and charts in this article from a secondary source. According to this article, in a 200-participant race, you stand a roughly 57% chance of winning outright with a 17-minute finishing time. Now, keep in mind the 5k world record is 12.49. That's a blistering 4 minutes 7 seconds per mile pace or 2 minutes 33 seconds per kilometer. 17 minutes in my opinion is still a pretty rapid pace, around 5.5 minutes per mile or 3.24 per kilometer, but certainly more achievable for the mere mortal or the weekend warrior. At 18 minutes finishing time, you're getting closer to my ability. 
My previous personal best time was 18.38, and I was aiming to beat that in this Turkey Trot 5K. In a 100-person race, which was roughly the size of my race, the 18-minute finisher has a 50% chance to win. At 50 participants, that goes up to 70%. For a 19-minute 5K, you would need to run 6 minutes and 7 seconds per mile, or 3.48 per kilometer. At 100 participants, you've got about a 20% chance to win. At 50, that rises to 45%. A 20-minute 5K with 100 participants, 8%. 20 minutes with 50 participants, 25%. The slowest finishing time the author tracked was 21 minutes. There you get a 1% chance in a 100-person race and a 10% chance in a 50-person race. 21 minutes is a 6.46 mile pace or 4.12 per kilometer. Were you surprised by these numbers? I was. That's why I wanted to share them with you. Winning a race, it's more likely than you think. Chapter 2. Let's say you don't care about winning, you just want to predict your finishing position given a certain race size. If you've never run a certain 5k course before, you won't know its true difficulty including elevation, etc. So plugging your PB from a flat course onto a much harder parkour might not work it might lead you to overestimate your chances. So try the statistical approach and find your percentile. There are two ways to do this. Option one, if you've raced a large 5K in the past, look at your placing. For example, one month before I ran the Turkey Trot, I ran a big city 5K and finished 27th out of 1,672 racers, putting me in the top 1.6%. Refer to the Duathlon Show episode, NYC Runs Falling Lee's 5K Race Report for more on this. Option two. If you've never raced a big 5k, take your 5k PB time and see what position you would have finished with that time in a big local race. The more closely the two courses are in terms of difficulty and elevation, the better. If your PB is 20 minutes, that time would probably land you somewhere like 17th in a 500 person race. So at 20 minutes, you would be in the top 3.4% of all runners at the distance. With your percentile calculated with some accuracy via my unpatented method here, you can now try to map your finishing percentile onto a smaller race's results. Check the race results from last year and note the total finishers. Assume a similar turnout for this year's race and voila! A top 3.4 percentile runner has a great shot to land on the overall podium in a race of 100 people. But what about targeting an even smaller race because you want to win this 5k? I say go for it. We said earlier that a 20-minute runner has a roughly 25% chance of winning a 5k with 50 finishers. That's pretty high, actually. A 20-minute 5k runner could try entering multiple small races per year in order to maximize the odds at glory. Now, you can't guarantee that some high school track star won't show up to your 50-person 5k and win it in 16 minutes, making a mockery of your puny math. But you can maximize your odds by rolling the dice a few times and racing multiple small races per year. I even won a 5k in 2023, which only had 11 participants, finishing time 1845. It was a time trial race, so I didn't get that feeling of raising my arms in victory as I crossed the line, but still, a dub is a dub. Now, running a 5k in 20 or 21 minutes definitely isn't easy, and depending on your health and body type might be physically impossible. That's okay. Running is for everyone, fast or slow, and the people like me who care about things like winning a small town 5k 
are definitely way outnumbered by the group of regular folks who run for fitness and fun, not for finishing positions or PBs necessarily. But if you are a weirdo like me and do care, just know that the barrier to minor glory might be lower than you guessed. So if you dream of throwing your hands up as you cross the finish line in first place, regardless of the low stakes, just know that holding a 626 or maybe even a 646 per mile pace for only 3.1 miles could make it happen for you. Chapter 3. How to Achieve Race Winning Fitness How do you get to this level? How might a half-serious amateur runner improve enough to win a small race? I've personally never had a coach or a training plan or anything like that, and I pulled it off. So let me share with you a few tips and tricks. I'll do this by comparing my training in 2022 versus 2023. We'll look what I was doing in the month leading up to each race and the differences in training, which helped me shave 134 off my time and won me the race. In the one month before the 2022 Two turkey trot, I ran 77.9 miles, that's 125 kilometers. In 2023, this rose to 84.9 miles or 136 kilometers. Time running went from 9 hours 49 minutes to 11 hours 13 minutes and the number of runs went from 16 to 27. The average run length actually fell from 4.8 miles to 3.1 miles. So suggestion number one for how to achieve race winning fitness is more running, shorter runs. More volume leading to increases in running efficiency, that's not surprising. But the shorter average run distance may surprise you. Part of this was due to me mixing in more truly short runs of less than a mile, like a jog to the store to pick up an item, or a quick jaunt to the post office to mail a letter, things like that. That counts as two runs on Strava, the out leg, and the back leg. The other element that contributed to the shorter runs but better fitness is suggestion number two, try running intervals. I mixed in some intervals for the first time in 2023. Quote, Interval running involves periods of high-intensity running alternated with low-intensity running, walking, or rest. These cycles allow greater intensities within the workout but reduce the overall training time, end quote. That's from Healthline.com. I did shorter but more intense runs in 2023 versus 2022. My chosen interval session was 5x Cat Hill. Cat Hill is the toughest berg on the east side of Central Park here in New York City. I run max effort from the bottom up to the bronze statue of the Panther, a 45-ish second hill climb, then I walk slash jog back down. Do this five times, then jog home. Running faster than your 5k race pace contributes towards increased VO2 max and better race performance. I mixed in these interval runs whenever I felt up to them. Once again, I've never been coached and I follow no training plan. I just go on feel, plus vibes, plus stuff I've seen in YouTube videos. And I only averaged about 21 minutes of training per day leading up to this race. Training never got in the way of my social calendar or anything else I wanted to pursue. So don't think that you have to make running your identity in order to win a race. You don't. Tip number three on how to get fast enough to get into this 21 minute and below range. 
smart pacing. In the Turkey Trot 2022, my mile splits were 548 for the first mile, 624 for the second, and 659 for the third. You can see that I came out too hard in that first mile and paid for it later in the race, slowing down every mile. In 2023, I had learned my lesson. My splits were 547, 559, and then 606 much better. I avoided going over a minute slower in mile three than in mile one this year. My cadence splits in 22 were 176, 172, and then 166 steps per minute. In 23, it was an even 172 SPM across all three miles. The key here, besides the increased fitness thanks to greater volume plus interval training, was sticking closely to a race plan. I had a plan to hold myself back in mile one, to not go over a certain pace, to keep glancing at the watch to make sure I wasn't over committing too early. Mile one always feels so great and you're encouraged to run faster by your adrenaline and all the fast competitors around you. Race discipline is required here to hold yourself back. And the fourth tip for how to win a 5k race, embrace destiny. That's another way of saying that after you pick the right small race and after you whip yourself into shape, you still have to get lucky. My winning time from 2023's turkey trot would have landed me only in third place in the 2022 field. You can do all the clever race planning in the world and then still encounter that college runner or random 59-year-old who does 100-mile weeks who's going to beat you by two and a half minutes. Chapter 4. Time Targets to Become Female Winner Sadly, the Runner's World article didn't include results broken down by gender. Assuming that in most 5Ks, the overall winner will be male, that still leaves first overall female as a race to be won, and we haven't yet discussed target race paces for the female runner. I looked at five 5Ks I ran this year and measured the distance between top female finisher and top overall finisher. The average was roughly three minutes and five seconds slower. I think it's vaguely accurate to just take the runner's world number and add 305 to them but you're welcome to do your own math with a more robust data set. For now, let's just say that a 20 minutes and 5 seconds female runner will win her race in a 50 participant 5k approximately 88% of the time. At 21 minutes and 5 seconds finishing time, that's 70% chance of winning. At 22.05, 45% chance. At 23.05, 24%. And at 2405, a 10% chance of winning. I hope you got some helpful information and perhaps some hope from this episode. I'm here to tell you that winning a race might be easier than you think. I'm all about encouraging you crazy fit marathon runners to cut the volume down and turn the speed up in your training. You get to do way shorter training runs if you make your next goal a 5k instead of a marathon. I'm also here to say that some of you full Ironman triathletes are simply working too hard. Try a short 5k. Cheap glory measured against the time investment you have to put into Ironman training? So, good luck to all the 5k weekend warriors out there. The duathlon show salutes you. Stay dry, everyone. You can follow The Duathlon Show on Twitter and YouTube at The Duathlon Show. Questions or comments? The Duathlon Show at gmail.com. 
If you enjoyed the show, please leave a good rating and review on the platform where you found it and tell your friends. You can support The Duathlon Show by donating at ko-fi.com slash theduathlonshow. 